This is a Choice to Love podcast with Ray and Toy C, where we take a faith-based approach to marriage, marketplace, and ministry so that both married and unmarried kingdom citizens have the strategies necessary to build and maintain meaningful and reciprocal relationships that produce long-lasting fruit. Join our after-party community on Facebook. Search for A Choice to Love podcast and join. Hey, y'all. Welcome to A Choice of Love podcast with Ray and Toy C, where we take a faith-based approach to marriage, marketplace, and ministry. Hey, Toy C. Hey, Ray C. I love you. I love you too, babe. And hello, A Choice to Love community. This week's episode, we are teaming up to work through the differences between being dependent, being independent, and being interdependent. So let me recap from the previous episodes. Now, we finished up on the three things we was talking about that has to be included when you make a choice to love. And we applied these for our choice to love. Number one is the risk factor. You must risk willing to be hurt. Now, no, we're not saying that you got to get hurt or be hurt. We're saying you just must risk willing to be hurt or you won't be able to fully give of yourself or fully receive the love that the partner is trying to give out of a sense of fear. The second thing we talked about was having great faith. And Toy C says faith has a sound, it speaks, and faith is action. She told us to sober up, follow the plan. You got to stay in the press and don't die in the process. And I had, in other words, don't die in what God called you to come out of. And then last, we talked about being unorthodox and simply put unorthodox as being contrary to what is usual, contrary to the norm, contrary to traditional and contrary to what is accepted. And finally, I got to share a point in the last episode when they brought up about how your will can be strongest, one of the strongest forces that pulls. I stated that your will is part of your soul. And your soul is consist of six parts, the mind, the will, the emotions, your conscious, subconscious, and unconscious. It is the essence of who you are. It is your personality. That's why a choice of love community, the enemy fights for your soul. And you got to be feeding yourself positive stuff, biblical things, righteous things. If not, if you've been fed negatively, your will will take you further than you want to go. It's going to keep you longer than you want to stay (laughs) and cost you more than you want to pay. Wow. So take you further than you want to go, keep you longer than you want to stay and cost you more than you want to pay. That's right. Oh my goodness. That's, that's big. That's big. So I'm going to go on and get into the differences between dependent, independent, and interdependent. And, When I start this conversation off, what I want to do here is really draw from author Dr. Stephen Covey in his book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Uh, And I've also watched several interviews concerning the topic. And so we're going to draw from that. Uh, And then after that, we'll see what the Lord drops on Ray C and me for the remainder of the episode. Uh, So as a couple, we have found great value in how Dr. Covey explained the differences between dependent, 
independent and interdependent. And so I'm going to just take some time out to kind of share how we understand that. So if we begin to look at this uh, place of dependency, this is when you need others to get what you want. When you are dependent, you'll hear the word you. And so you're going to hear that a lot. So for example, you did this. You did that. You take care of me. You come through for me or you didn't come through for me. And dependency also sounds like I blame you for what's happening in areas of my life. So in dependency, there's really no ownership. And here we are relying on others for support. It's where your outcomes are determined by what someone else does. And as healthy married couples, you really don't want to have this type of mindset. And we know that the mindset is about behavior and attitudes. So we don't want that type of mindset in our marriages because really that's called being codependent. And I looked up the word codependency and I looked it up in Webster's Dictionary and listen to this, y'all. It is defined as a person with an excessive emotional or psychological reliance on a partner. So codependency is unhealthy as an adult. You know, I read an article that talked about some of the behaviors of codependency. So some are people pleasing, ineffective communication. Listen to this, no personal interests outside of the relationship and then controlling behavior. So there's really no no room for growth here. I mean, come on. So when you think about this, okay, so children should be dependent on parents. And as, as us parents, I'm a parent, when we were filing our taxes, you already know, I'm claiming all my kids as dependents. But see, oh, there yeah. came, <laughs> right, babe, there, there came this, this time in my tax journey that the people said I could not claim the children anymore because they weren't children anymore. So as an adult, as a grown up, if you are still in a dependent stage, your dependency phase is going to be a bit off. I mean, yeah, it's it's going to be difficult for you to function as independent. Y'all know Y'all know a couple living together and they both know the relationship is not leading to purpose. In fact, you know, it's unfruitful. And then dependency there would, would cause a person to stay in place, stay in that relationship because of convenience. And see, we can't get caught up in convenience. And, and this matters for ministry relationships. It matters for marketplace when you're doing your business and entrepreneurship. And it matters, of course, in, in marriage. So y'all, I read another article and this one was in Psychology Today. And I quote, okay, so I'm quoting this, codependency is a, listen, y'all, dysfunctional relationship dynamic where one person assumes the role as y'all ready, the giver, sacrificing their own needs and well-being for the sake of the other, y'all ready for this, the taker, givers and takers. 
And the article went on to say that the bond, the bond here, it doesn't have to be romantic. So this codependency can happen uh, between a parent and a child. It can happen between friends and it can happen between family members. So that's right. Yeah. Baby. Yeah. Okay. See, yeah. Uh, it does not, when you're dealing with this type of codependency, it don't have to be, uh, the couple of a marriage uh, when you're depending on people. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of benefits to the taker yeah. uh, when you're in this. Uh, and, you know, uh, you got people taking care of you. Uh, you ain't got to worry about nothing. You got to worry about this. But what about uh, the, the giver? having benefits. Yeah. I, you know, the giver does have benefits. They are getting something out of it. A lot of times it, when we are excessively giving, because that, that article, that codependency said that it's excessive or the definition, it says it's excessive. So we, when we are excessively giving, we are receiving something. What are we receiving? Approval. Come on, that's that's you're in your broken place. You you want approval, you're, right. you're people pleasing, you're looking for validation, and it just turns into messiness. Right. Yeah, I, I I should have thought about that. Yeah, because it makes you feel like you something when you're taking care of somebody. Mm-hmm. I'm able to provide for you. Uh, and and these type of relationships are always looking for somebody in need so mm-hmm. you can feel better about yourself. Oh, baby, see you. But going do you know uh, a little sidebar to that is the person that's a a, a, a giver mm-hmm. is really messed up when they find somebody they give as much as they give and give more. They're <laughs> lost. My goodness. Because they don't know what to do. Mm. And that, that was good. You were talking about this codependency because the ultimate goal is that we want people to know you got to rely on God. Yeah, man. We, we know that we we trust one another, but our total dependency, it relies on God. Mm-hmm. And you cannot lose that fact because if you begin to lose that fact, all other part of your relationship growing, it's going to be out of whack. Yeah. So listen. This codependency also keeps you in a blame game. Mm. You know, and you just say, oh, it's your fault. It, and you never take responsibility, babe. Yeah. You never want to be responsible for the mistakes that you made. And then some people, babe, you know, when you said this earlier about purpose, mm-hmm. a lot of people marry for convenience. Mm. Uh, and this is convenient for me. And I know a lot of guys used to do this, just get with a girl. She cook for them, work. She do all things. They just live in the house. They got a free house. Mm-hmm. A lady go hang out with their homeboy. Listen. I get a driver, call, whatever I want to. And I ain't got to worry about nothing. Yeah. It's almost like the movie Baby Boy. I know everybody probably seen that back in the days. And, and he ain't, sometimes he ain't even there to pick the girl up on time. <laughs> until he had a place where he had to grow up. Right. But you know one thing about this codependency is that you can get complacent. And that means in your own personal life, you stop doing, you stop living, you stop existing because now you're living and existing in the person that you depended upon. Right. Or you will come to a place when you begin to lose that or shift, you get contemptible mm-hmm. or anger or bitter against that person because now you're not carrying me no more. The environment is changing. You're supposed to did this. I thought you was going to do that. Why you didn't do this? I was expecting that that type of mentality. Then you have all this friction growing. Yeah. But the Bible is trying to teach us something. And it's like the difference between being childlike and being childish. This right here will help you kind of similar understand dependency and unhealthy dependency, which is codependency. 
because the Bible said we, as even though we are grown, we still must come to him and humble ourselves as little children. Mm-hmm. However, when you get over to this great love chapter, everybody knows this verse. I heard it quoted so many times when I was a kid. When I was a child, I felt like a child. I acted like a child, behaved as a child. I did things like a child. But when I became a grown man or a grown woman, I put away childish things. Right. Now watch this. Childlike is like growing up. But you remember how to humble yourself with respect and authority. Yeah, that's good. But when you're childish, you only grow up physically, but not mentally and emotionally. And this is an area where you get real prideful. Hmm. It's all about you. Mm-hmm. It's all about what you want and what you need to be done. So when you do this, you got to learn, please, a choice to love community. Learn to rely on God in your dependency state so that you can grow to a state of becoming independent or mature where you can function. So we're going to move on to independency, and I'm going to let Toy C take over from there. Yeah, thanks, Bay. You really made um, some pretty valid points. I really like how you brought in the fact that, you know, hey, we we have to grow up, right? It, when we're moving yeah. out of the dependency stage, we are now, you know, our, our height, our length, our physical growth is catching up with the mentality and the emotional um, drive that we must have. So I appreciate that. So I'm going to talk no about, problem, I'm sorry, baby, go ahead. No, I said no problem, babe. All right. I'm going to go on and talk about independency. And before I get started on this, I want you to know that when I talk about independency, we already know, because this is how race C and I flow, God is in Jesus the Christ. He's in the center of everything, right. our marriage, our marketplace. I mentioned everything that we do. So when I talk about this independency, I'm not talking about this separate from God. So when we think about, okay, so when we think about independency, it's when you can get what you want through your own efforts. And in independency, you are relying on yourself to make it happen. Religious folks, rewind this. I said Jesus is in the center. Okay. So let's just make this clear. So when you're thinking about independency, this is where you are self-governing, where you're not under the control of others. And this is where you are not requiring or relying on something or someone else to get you results. So independency may sound like this. I can accomplish it. I will handle it. I won't do this. I won't do that. You know, it's a place of self-confidence and self-reliance. Now, independency is when you are when you are in your metron. I love that, right? So metron is a Greek word for measure. And, and that measure is really our place of influence and our sphere of authority. So when you function in your metron, you have the ability to accomplish, to accomplish whatever, whatever you set out to accomplish. And, and if I look at this metron or my measure for me, I'm able to build my businesses. I have the coaching seat, legacy of women, Toyenda Lachey Ministries, the Prophetic Evangelism Academy. You know, I'm able to make contributions in other people's lives as a master coach, a public speaker, a mentor, and so many other things. See, when I'm functioning in my measure, 
I can accomplish things that people might say, you know, I'm not able to accomplish. I'm still talking about being independent where God is still at the center of everything that I'm doing. So women can make it happen. And and, me, and I'm not, you know, I'm not excluding the men, but I'm talking to the women right now. Women can make it happen. And many days it is exhausting. You know, I, hey, it's exhausting, but we make it happen. And so one one time I was asked to teach a Bible study for a women's group in Las Vegas. And the topic was on the Kyle woman. And I'm bringing this into the conversation because women, we are her. We are Kyle women. The Hebrew word for Kyle means strength, efficiency, and wealth. Kyle uh, women are women of substance. Yes, Lord. We, we are powerful. We're valiant. And valiant is someone who possesses courage and determination. This is when we talk about, no, we stay in the press. Women are just gifted. Come on, come on, sweetie. Let me hear what you got to say. That's true. Women are gifted and we need to know how and why they're gifted. And because what you don't know, you will misuse and abuse. So that means we have to begin to know and when we know, that means we'll understand. And when we understand, we will apply it properly. That's good, babe. Just repeat that one more time. Uh, so that means we begin to know. Mm-hmm. And when we know, we'll start to understand. And when we understand, we will apply it properly. Yeah, that's good. See, listen, we're gifted from the foundation of the world with authority. With authority. Now, watch this. Men and women have the same Authority. The same authority, okay? Uh, and if y'all look at some great t-shirts, they got them. But it is called, she wears this all the time, the, Gen- the Genesis Mandate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love when I see that. And babe, just, just tell them what mandate means before I go on. Okay, so mandate in that situation is, it's a requirement. It's a directive from Daddy God, and it's something that you should be doing. Mandate. Yeah, yeah. See, I like that. It's something you should be doing. And this is why. Let's get to the, the Genesis mandate. And it comes out of Genesis 1, 26 and 27. And I'm only going to paraphrase uh, to get the two parts. Uh, and we know it said, God said, let us make man. But he made this statement, let them have dominion. Then he said, male, female, created he them. Mm-hmm. We're talking about plural. Listen, I'm going to show you that this is all about position because God does not operate the kingdom agenda based on gender, like male or female, but by positioning sonship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, so I'm going to give y'all a side note to kind of build this so we can understand. And I'm going to get Bay to read John 112 and Romans 814. And we're going to, I want you to see some things. Okay. All right. Y'all turning y'all Bibles. <laughs> No, okay. So John 1 12, the KJV version says, but as many as received him to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Okay. All right. So Romans 8, 14, for as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. All right. And in both of these verses, there's one word that stands out. When you receive him, he gave you power to become sons. Mm-hmm. And in the other one, it says when you led by the spirit of God, you are sons. But you have to understand in John, mm-hmm. 
this word is called technon in the Greek, but this deals with gender. This is when you first get born again, when you first believe in him. He gave you power to become sons and daughters of God. Mm -hmm. Children, that's the word really should be children of God to y'all that believe on his name. But then when Romans 8.14 comes into play, he's talking about a position and no longer agenda. He said, for as many, that means male or female, are led by the spirit of God, they are sons of God. Now, this word is the word hurios. It is the word that the Jews would used to use. And it's also this word that the father said about Jesus when he said, this is my beloved hurios, mm -hmm. my beloved son, the one in sonship and whom I will please. And that word means that he is able to do Manage, control, speak on my behalf, do as I do, be as I be, without me being there physically present. Wow. And if you know, this is when Jesus' ministry kicked off. Mm -hmm. So this is where God requires us to be. So here's a point. Listen to this. Babe, every man has to be a bride. Mm -hmm. And every woman has to be a son. My Lord. See, that's why it's about position. You're talking about what man be a bride. So let me make sure I clear the air. If you are a man and you are a born again believer, the Bible says you are the bride of Christ. Come on. And the only way you can understand how to adorn yourself as a bride, you need a wife. Lord Jesus. Because she will teach you what the process of, of adorning yourself before you get married at the last great supper. <laughs> Come on, babe. Now, every woman has to be a son. And the only way she can learn to be a son is she has to look at the picture of the male figure because he walks in sonship. Yes, so now we can understand and see how women can run Fortune 500 companies. They can be their own business owners. They can start business. And also on the flip side, you can see how men can take care of the home, raise children all by themselves. And babe, this is simply because we got to catch this. They both, the male and female, the man and woman, have authority and dominion in their individuality. Individuality. In other, that's right. Mm -hmm. And in other words, we all, male and female, man and woman, should and must be whole and single within ourselves, walking in our position. Okay. So, so we, we both have authority and dominion. As individuals, right. and then we should all be whole and single within ourselves, walking in that position of man and woman, right? That's right. Okay. All right. All right. So let me get to the point now. I want to get to, you know, that was as a preacher, that's your introduction or the appetizer. <laughs> but, brothers, please don't get mad at me. But this is about to shake up all this male chauvinistic mentality mm -hmm. that the woman is lesser than you. Shake it up, man. Uh, preacher, don't get mad either because I'm going to shake up some theology right now because I need to set the record straight. See, I, I know because God set the record straight with me. And listen to this, fellas. If y'all men, man, male, and even some women, if you think this about yourself, if you think the woman is weak, then as the Bible says in the King James Version, you're Scottish. <laughs> in layman terms, that means you're stupid. You're dumb. My Lord. You know, stupid is and stupid does. Yeah, if you think that the woman is the weaker vessel, then that's how you is. And we're going to set the record straight because me and Bae going to do a little tag team preacher reader thing in here. <laughs> and we're going to go to First Peter. 
the third chapter, verse 7. And this verse going to clear it all up because when most people, baby, quote this scripture, they quote it wrong. And I'm thankful that you got the Bible with you to read. You got it written down. And we're going to read it according to how the word writes. So you go ahead and take your time, babe, when you get it. All right. All right. First Peter 3, 7, King James Version. Likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge. I love that. Mm. Giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. All righty. Now, let me get my preacher voice a little bit. <laughs> Babe, um, now I just want to ask a few couple of questions because I might have mis misheard you and want to make sure I didn't mishear when you was reading this verse, did you see the word male or man in there? No. Okay, okay, okay. We got. We, we, let's check. We got. We got to go on. Did you see the word female or woman? No. Ah, so now we gonna get to the play of position. Mm-hmm. See, I told you, male, female, man, woman has the same authority. Mm-hmm. But there's a difference in the husband and wife position. Yeah, teach it. So let's start with the husband. He say, likewise, ye husband, you one that's in position, dwell with them according to knowledge. That means live with, be with, surround yourself with them according to the know-how. Yes. The gnosis. Knowledge. Because remember we said earlier, babe, what you don't know, you'll misuse and abuse. Mm-hmm. And you need to know, to understand, to apply. Yeah, that's good. What am I trying to know, preacher, to understand the plot? That this wife was a woman in position with the same authority that I got, but now she shifts a role to give that authority up to me. So husbands, you have to be Christ. Remember the Bible says, husband, love your wives as Christ loved the church. And this other part, we don't listen to preachers, brothers, men. We can give yourself. So watch this, babe. If a man, if a husband would give himself, be willing to be stripped down to everything, humiliated, all for the sake of his wife, becoming everything that she must become, she would call him Lord or follow him everywhere he go. My, my, my. See, because she knows I got power within myself. But if you're willing to do all this for me, I submit unto you. If you're willing to love me unconditionally and all my mess and the, what I've been through, I'm willing to follow you everywhere you go. Hmm. But never make no mistake in understanding who she is because this is the creepy. He says we have to do what? Give honor. honor. This is where we're going to clear it up right here. He said give honor. That's, 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 that's reverence to all to the wife. As until the week of it. Not that she is weak. Come on. Clarify. I'm going to go out into the world. I'm going to be her Superman. <laughs> I'm going to be her superhero. Even though she has the power of Wonder Woman, I want the world to know that I'm Superman and I'm the one that's lifting her up. I'm pushing her as if she might can't do it herself. I know she can, but I'm going to do it because she don't have to. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And so I'm going to honor her as like she couldn't do it knowing that she can do it yeah. and this will help me and her be heirs together 
of the grace of life. And this is the one thing that we got to understand that our prayers be not hindered. Husband and wives, some of y'all prayers are messed up about your own children, about your bills and your finances, because we're out of position. My Lord. Husbands are not loving their wives according to knowledge. He's not doing them according to knowledge. He's not giving honor to them. Wives are not submitting unto her own husband. It's unto the Lord. So they're not heirs together of the grace of life and nothing they're praying about in recent past descendants. Mm. So we got to understand this last thing. I'm going to go on. Slave and bond servant will help you see this real good. A slave is one who's forced to serve. But a bond servant is one who is free and is willing to give themselves to serve. That's what a wife is. She is like a bond servant. She has all the freedom and power and authority, but she's willing to give herself to serve. Yeah, that's good, sweetie. So as I close, let me give y'all a nice little appetizer. And I know women, you're going to love why women going to love this right here. Wives, households going to get straight right now. I think households going to get sanctified right now because here's something that might be causing a lot of dilemmas. And y'all can have this one for free at Choice to Love Community. Please listen carefully. And I'm really getting to us husbands and anybody that wants to become a husband. Husbands, when you and I start acting like a man while dealing with our wives, listen, your wife and my wife will shift role to being a woman, and then we're going to have two heads in one house. Oh, baby, baby. Two heads in one house. That's a whole disaster. So if I stay in my position as a wife, my husband stays in his position as a husband, there's only one head. Correct? That's right. That's right. So so I'm going to talk to the women quickly. Women, you have to understand who you are giving your authority to. Now, let me, I'm talking about marriage. So then you become the wife, right? But you're still giving your authority from the woman's standpoint. Women, when you enter into ministry covenants, for example, you better understand who you are giving your authority to. And when you are creating partnerships in a marketplace, entrepreneurship, you have to understand who you're giving your authority to. Big time. Wow. Yeah, yeah. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that alone, and I'm gonna move on to interdependency. So interdependency this requires your own effort and 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 the cooperation of others to accomplish what we want to accomplish our goals. One is too small a number to do anything great. That's John Maxwell. I love that. Right? You you need interdependencies. You need these partnerships. So interdependency sounds like we can do it together. It sounds like we will accomplish it. We will do it. It's a corporate journey to achieve. And I'm personally still working on using we as it comes to Ray C and me because Toy C has been in independence for such a long time. So I appreciate him because he is dwelling with me according to knowledge. He knows that I've been in independency for quite some time. So he's working with me in that space. And what I don't have, Racy has. 
What Racy doesn't have, I have. That's that's how you get the partnership. That's how you get interdependency. We can't be we until we are first me, right? You you do have to be. We can't be we until we are first me. So it's a place of we do have to be independent and two independent people coming together to create a place of interdependence. So y'all know I was reading again, babe. I was reading the article again. And this article came from Very Well Mind, that website. And it shared some characteristics of interdependent relationships. So here are a few. Taking responsibility for your own behavior. Having healthy boundaries. Another one was taking time for personal interests. And then another one was creating safety for each other to be vulnerable. And and I love that. Uh, The article also went on to say that in order to build on, to build onto this space of interdependency, listen to this, y'all, I love this. You should continue to build on your own personal goals. Yes, even in the marriage, you still have personal goals that you need to advance and it is okay. You know, Ecclesiastes 4, 9, 12 in the Amplified Bible says two are better than one because they have a more satisfying return for their labor. For if one of them falls, the one will lift up his companion. But woe to him who is alone when he falls and does not have another to lift him up. Again, if two lie down together, they, they then they can uh, keep warm. But how can one be warm alone? And though one can overpower him who is alone, two can resist him. A cord of three strands. Yes, Lord, we thank you for being in the center. It's not easily broken. You know, y'all, Dr. Covey calls this maturity. Uh, he calls this these stages a maturity continuum where the low end is dependency and you go all the way up to the high end, which is interdependency. So it's the maturity continuum. I love it. So there, there is an interdependency that God has called um, racy and me too. And we continue to make a choice to love each other as we are on the journey with a destination yet to be revealed. In- amen, amen. Yeah, yeah. So I love, yes. I love that interdependency, babe. Go ahead. Yeah, we me too, babe, because that that's that's where we come together. That's where we become whole mm-hmm. as a as a team. Mm-hmm. Well, y'all, we are complete. And in our next episode, we would like to hear from you. We would like to you to go over to the podcast community and share with us your feedbacks and thoughts. If you got any questions for us, we will promise to get back to you promptly as we can with sound and biblical answers. And if we don't know the answer, we will tell you, hey, we haven't got that one, but We'll keep searching. Well, so we want you to know a choice to love community that we love you from Ray C and Toy C. Toy C, I love you. I love you too, babe. All right. This is a choice to love podcast with Ray and Toy C, where we take a faith-based approach to marriage, marketplace, and ministry so that both married and unmarried kingdom citizens have the strategies necessary to build and maintain meaningful and reciprocal relationships that produce long-lasting fruit. Join our after-party community on Facebook. Search for A Toys to Love Podcast and join 